This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. Mm-hmm. It's you had snowed. to go out and big dig pig trails in your backyard yet? Oh, my goodness. You know, part, some of it melted today, and the puppies have blown my mind out running in the snow. Like having fun with it, I'm amazed. I've never had a Chihuahua that uh, was amicable to the snow at all. And these two, they go outside, they run around for a few minutes, they come in with super wet, cold feet and cuddle up in blankets. And then pretty soon they're (laughs) off again. I'm blown away. I I hope it keeps up. Uh, The pigs, however, are a hard pass. Oh, yeah. This morning they got up, they ate their breakfast. They went outside and potted as fast as they could and came right back in and went to bed for three hours. So... You know, so same, same, uh, yeah. same. <laughs> pretty much, <sighs> yeah. But yes. you know, it's it's what it is. It's, it's a pig's life. Those hooves get cold, you know. Oh, they do. They don't have anything to. I mean, they have fat, but they don't really have any coat or anything to protect Mm-mm. them. Poor babies. Not on their feet, and the pads of their feet are pretty. Uh, they're pretty big, you know, with their hooves don't cover a whole lot of their feet anyway. Yeah, that's true. We also went out to the beehive today mm. to uh, winterize it and mm. discovered that, uh, so the first, the bottom box and the second box are for the bees. You have to leave that with them to overwinter or they'll starve to death. And also mm-hmm. that's how they stay warm in their little cluster down in the bottom. And like, you know, you have to protect them or they'll all die. Right. Uh, but the third box and beyond is yours. And since mm-hmm. this is the first year of this hive, mm-hmm. we didn't know if there'd be anything in the third box. But there was. Mm-hmm. There was four wow. trays that were mostly full and capped. Nice. So we uh, took that and then, you know, wrapped them up in a couple of tarps and, you know, with breathing room and stuff. You have to be mm-hmm. careful. Like, you can't make them too mm-hmm. airtight, but they need to be pretty airtight. And Sure. You need to leave room so that you can start feeding them sometime around the end of January. And anyway, mm-hmm. it, it's blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of stuff. But <laughs> but there's honey. There's honey. Wow, that's so cool. We're borrowing an extractor, so we're hoping to get it tomorrow so we can actually just extract all of the honey. And then I'll take the beeswax and make some candles out of it. But 
There's not a ton, but there's there's honey. There's some. That's cool. Yeah. And it was too cold for the little bastards to come out and steam me in the eye again. So, oh, well you know. Done. <laughs> yeah, this has been a, a sort of an aggressive hive for you guys. So These bees are jerks. One bee came out of the bottom. He must have been like a guard bee. He came out and buzzed around for a minute. And then we wrapped him up and left. And I thought, you know, he probably is getting all the accolades. He alone fought off the intruders and saved the hive. Yeah, look at him. You know, in bee Oh, it was probably a her. Oh, it probably was a her. That's Isn't true. that kind of how that works with bees? Mm, I think so. Yeah. They're so she alone. Around yep. the babies. Yeah. Warrior bee came out, bitched us out. So we covered him up and we left. So there yeah. you go. She's, She's the, the hero. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah. So how are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Adjusting to the winter weather as well, but kind of enjoying mm-hmm. it. We've been making mm-hmm. tea a lot, which I like. Drink mm-hmm. a lot of it in the winter time. Our, our mom um, loved Constant Comment, and I know mm-hmm. you drink it, and I drink mm-hmm. it, because it's the best. It is. we drink it a lot as kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As well Ooh. as Sparky Tea. Oh, yes. When Spark- we were really little, Sparky Tea was the thing at our house, and <laughs> Sparky Tea is hot water yeah, it's with not milk tea. in it. No. Hot water with some milk in it, with a little bit of sugar, a little bit of butter, and some nutmeg. Yeah. Apparently her grandma made that for her. And we've heard from family that her grandma made it for her. So it's that's something that's been in our family a long time. I don't mm-hmm. really know why. But when we were little, we begged for sparky tea. Oh yeah. We loved it. We had no idea it wasn't tea. <laughs> or what it was at all, really. Or well, that, Mormon kids, that's kind of a weird conglomeration of stuff, but tastes good. And we we sparky used to tea does taste good. Yeah. It does well and it's good when you're sick. Mm-hmm. I always liked it when I was sick. Or just freezing to death. I mean, we were born mm-hmm. at the base of the te- the Grand Tetons in a place that uh, easily gets 30 below when we were little colder than that in the winter. Yeah. So she, she was probably whipping up sparky tea trying to keep us alive. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was damn cold up there in those mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is our Wednesday episode. And yeah. this episode is a little different. You might have noticed mm-hmm. we did no intro video. And with what we present, we are not going to share the name of the victim in this case. Um, When you hear it, you're probably going to know what case it is. Mm -hmm. But we feel um, with an abundance of caution that it's best to not broadcast this person's name or face right Mm -hmm. now because we do not know um, how safe they are. So... Mm -hmm. Just leave it at that. And with that, we're going to start with some racial injustice, Katie. Mm -hmm. This is a case in which I think justice will be served, is being served, but it definitely had to do with race. Mm. So this tall glass of rotten milk. Yeah, I've seen these videos. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is Sophia Rosing. Sophia Rosing is or has been a student at the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it's being said that she is currently withdrawing from school as well. She should after she all. She should have been this. expelled. Right. She should be. Well, maybe she will be. I don't know. But on November 6th, she came stumbling drunk into a dorm and there was a woman working, a student working at the desk there who couldn't let her in. 
wouldn't let her in. Uh, her name, I believe is Kyla. She was working at the desk and again, couldn't uh, let this person in to the dorm and she lost her ever living mind, went absolutely crazy on this girl. And uh, she was a black girl and she called her the n-word more than 200 times that my god she also struck her a few times and just basically completely lost her freaking mind yeah yeah kyla spring is her name uh, well, i saw a, a video of kyla just like trying to get her to just oh yeah get off me she's mm -hmm. you know getting physical with her and oh it's, oh, it's awful, awful things she says are awful. We, there is a video out there in the stratosphere. You can go out and find it if you want to. We're not going to show it because we don't like getting kicked off YouTube. Uh, and the language, no. like the whole thing would have to be bleeped out. It's absolutely horrific. And she called the police as well. She should. And this fool was arrested mm -hmm. as she should be. So here's what Spring said. She said, I'm a desk clerk at Boyd Hall at the University of Kentucky, and it is part of my job to notify the RA on of, uh, the call RA of any drunk students who look unwell. This girl was very drunk upon entry of the residence, so I asked if she was okay and continued to try to get her to sit down. Also, she doesn't seem to be a resident, so I tried to keep her from going into the elevator. My friend is also a... Oh, my, oh, my friend was also bit and swung at by this girl, as well as a few others, including the officer. Gosh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. She absolutely lost her mind. So this happened about 1 a.m. The police were called. And, you know, that, that's where it goes from there. It, it's horrible, the way she acted. Mm -hmm. It is. But the police did come and they did arrest her. And the campus has really responded strongly against this. Mm -hmm. There was a march against racism on campus. And Kyla had an opportunity to, you know, openly address Sophia, which I thought was pretty powerful. And she has been really, really powerful in this. Mm -hmm. uh, and gracious. You know, not that she has to be, but she has been. She's yeah. been, she's handled it really well. Uh, and in a way that I think helps to, uh, you know, initiate more change. Yeah. But it absolutely kills me what her attorney said. This is just disgusting to me and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, so, okay. So this is actually the, uh No. Sorry, I have a couple of quotes here. Uh, from the University of Kentucky, they said, Early this morning, a disturbing incident was captured on video in a residence hall. The video is deeply offensive and we take it very seriously. Our student conduct is also, oh, our Office of Student Conduct is also conducting an immediate review. And our student success teams are reaching out to the student victims who were subject to this behavior to offer support. To be clear, we contem condemn this behavior and will not tolerate it under any circumstance. The safety and well-being of our community has been and will continue to be our top priority. Which I think is absolutely amazing. I, you know, it's how it mm -hmm. should be treated. 
we shouldn't be surprised, but honestly, I kind of am. Well, particularly because the last I looked, and maybe this has changed, but uh, the offender in this situation had not been charged with assaulting right. her fellow student. And she needs to be. She should be. There's video. There are witnesses. I'm like, and this girl, I mean, there's video of her physical. Like, what the hell? And there may very well be more charges to come. This is what Sophia Rosing's attorney says. He told NBC News on November 8th, she's going to withdraw from the university today or tomorrow. She's a very, very embarrassed and humiliated young lady. Yeah. Are you even well, kidding me? <laughs> um, as she How about a be? very sorry young lady, Fred? How about yeah. that? He said she's getting into some kind of treatment program and sensitivity program to help her through this situation. Good Lord. She is not the victim here. Yeah. Well, and obviously her attorney is damn sure determined to make her be the victim here. Right. That was so disgusting. I'm like, are you even kidding me right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, all this needs to be is a, a giant apology, a mm-hmm. stepping completely away from this situation and, mm-hmm. you know, not treating this as though she just needs treatment. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. That's And maybe she does need alcohol treatment, but that does not negate what she did at no. all. And, and a very humiliated and embarrassed young lady. Uh-uh. No. All I want to hear is she's a very sorry young lady. Yeah. Don't give me that. She was also a brand Mm -hmm. ambassador for Dillard's. And Dillard's pulled the plug. No surprise. (laughs) Well, you know, you show your ass. Right. Show who you really are. And this is what happens. Mm -hmm. She also uh, was running with a group of college-aged influencers that she was uh, posting with online and things. And they all have denounced her and cut ties with her as well. I mean, she just really blew her life up. She did. But she did show her ass because you don't just do that when you're drunk for no reason. No. That obviously there was deep seated racism in this girl to start with. Right. Right. You don't just pop out with stuff like that. No. No. Her her inhibitions were down, but she was still the same person. Mm-hmm. Mm, yikes. Yep. So she has been released from the Fayette County Jail on a $10,000 bond. And she is facing a felony charge. But I, too, am confused about how she hasn't had a charge for assault. And I I suspect that's just coming. It's not there yet. Yeah. Well, it better be because there's a lot of pressure. The community Mm -hmm. is not going to be happy unless there is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's absolutely disgusting. But, yeah, messages have got to be sent. I don't care who you think you are, where you think this country is headed. You don't get to do stuff like that and get away with it. It's not going to happen. Only it does happen. That's the thing. It does happen. It still happens in this country all the time here in the U.S. And I'm very glad that there were actual ramifications here because I would have been no more surprised had there not been. Right. I know. That's the thing. So many times these things happen and nothing is done. Mm -hmm. So this is an improvement, but still. You can't behave like that and treat other people like that. It's just bullshit and it's not going to fly. Yep. So we certainly hope that the girls that were uh, victims in this incident uh, do get all the help they need. I think that's happening. Yeah. I feel like that's happening. Yep. And the support that they need because this was utter 
bullshit. And so, traumatizing, my God. So, bye-bye, Sophia. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. So we're going to be talking about the victim of sex trafficking, a victim of sex trafficking, and we're going to use for her. Mm-hmm. We've included any pictures of her. And you will see why um, when we talk about this. We don't want to further her image or her name because where she is right now and her safety are unknown. And we don't want to add to that. Although yeah. when you hear the story, you're going to remember this case. Um, this, mm-hmm. this is a great example of where our legal system is failing victims mm-hmm. of sex trafficking, children of sex mm-hmm. trafficking. So this case began a couple of years ago when P was 15. Uh, P, after having been trafficked repeatedly for sex, stabbed one of her abusers many times and killed him. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, She was then harbored by the man that she saw as her boyfriend at the time, she's, seven, she's a 15-year-old kid. She doesn't understand what's happening. That's experienced horrific trauma. Horrific trauma. No family support. Mm-hmm. Alone in the world, you know, trying to stay alive. So what happened with P is that she was charged with this man's death. And she eventually pled guilty in 2021 of voluntary manslaughter uh, for the man that she had killed, the man who had just drugged and raped her right before she killed him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why this was not um, a clear self-defense case, I don't know, because she was a child and he was an adult. Mm -hmm. He was asleep at the time that she killed him. So... He was an adult and she was a child. Uh-huh. She had been handed over to this man by her so-called boyfriend uh-huh. for a few days. And she had nowhere to go, uh-huh. no way to feed herself, keep herself safe without these people. Well, and undoubtedly threats to her life. Yes. I mean, the amount of gaslighting and grooming that goes into, uh, mm. you know, controlling these girls is next level it is it is absolutely disgusting so unfortunately for p she was encouraged to plead guilty to the voluntary manslaughter um she had already been in a juvenile detention center for two years so what the judge did was to grant a deferred judgment which meant that the guilty plea could be expunged if she were to meet probation requirements. Yeah. Um, how she was, how this was the best thing for her. And it should have been about the best thing for her because she's the true victim in this situation. I do not know how that judge and public defender and prosecutor felt good about this plea makes me sick. Frankly, 
makes mm -hmm. me really sick. So with her sentencing, then she was sort of in a step down program. She was on probation, but she was living in a sort of um, transitional living type situation mm -hmm. where, you know, she was preparing to preparing for adulthood, preparing to be out on her own and was still at this point on an ankle monitor. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunate. I'll just say what happened because I don't know if this is unfortunate or if this is, we don't know why this happened, mm -hmm. but what's happened in just the last few days is that P uh, cut off her um, ankle bracelet, her tracker, and disappeared at 6.19 a.m. this past Friday. Mm -hmm. So she walked away from the um, program where she was staying, and she is on the run. Mm -hmm. Now, what we don't know is we don't know why she did that. We don't know who she's with or who has her. You know, the thing we have to remember is that she is a traumatized child who has been through such horrendous trauma yeah. that you would imagine she doesn't ever feel safe wherever she is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. She also is at risk because there were other men that she had reported on that have yet mm -hmm. charges. Mm -hmm. It's not safe. No. But she, I think, also did not feel safe where she was staying. And so now we, so what we know now is that P is on the run. Yeah. We do not want to share her face or her name because we don't know why she's on the run and we don't know who she's with. And we have no idea if she's safe. No. No. Oh, and we also suspect that she has felt like she couldn't trust anybody yeah. because of the way her life has gone so far. Right. And so here we are. Right. And, you know, that the, the whole thing about all of this that makes me sick is that she's been treated like the offender in this situation. And mm -hmm. she is not. She's the victim in this situation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, my, I really fear for her because she, 
is vulnerable. She doesn't have anything. She doesn't have any support. Where is she going to go? Yep. You know, and is she going to end up back with, you know, back being trafficked because she trusts somebody that she shouldn't trust because that has happened to her several times in her life. Well, what is current status of her mental health? There's so many questions here. There are so many questions here. What was the situation like at the group home that she was in? Or the transitionary housing she was in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things we don't know. Right. Yeah. And we certainly don't know if she was being questioned or, you know, or harassed by the people who still are going to be facing prosecution or are, are facing prosecution for totally. their role in sex crimes. There's mm-hmm. a lot we don't know. And, and if she was being harassed and threatened, would she have felt safe to reach out to the justice system to protect her? It's possible that she wouldn't. Right. I'm going to doubt that because mm-hmm. here's a part of her story that is absolutely disgusting to me. In the state where this occurred, there is a law that says regardless of sentence or whatever, if someone um, is convicted of a murder they are required to pay $150,000 to the family of the person they killed. Mm-hmm. So in this case, this young girl who at 15 killed her abuser yeah. to save her own life because she'd already been drugged and raped by this guy and it had happened before. She knew it would happen again is now required to pay $150,000 to the family of this piece of trash. Yeah. And the judge was just kind of like, sorry, there's not anything I can do about it. You have to. At some point it it did come out. It was possible that the governor could have commuted that part of her sentence. Mm -hmm. Sure. Didn't see a governor coming out to do that. No. So what happened is that one of P's teachers started a GoFundMe. And not only did they raise the $150,000, they raised Mm $240,000. The plan had been that the rest of the money would be for P to go to college, to buy a house, something Mm -hmm. to help give P some stability in Mm -hmm. her life. But again, does P even feel comfortable trusting those people? I doubt it. I really doubt it. Having worked with victims of all different kinds of assault over the years, mm-hmm. I bet that P doesn't trust anyone yeah. and didn't trust that this would even work out for her in her favor. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing has so far. No. So and now if she does get caught, now this deferred sentence is off the table. She will be looking at 20 years in prison. She will. She will. Because the deferred judgment meant that she had to stay out of legal trouble. I'm mm-hmm. using my air quotes for that because I still think all of this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the way this this young lady has been treated is so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what she's looking at. Is that she would yeah. then have to serve a 20-year sentence. And it's not like that's the first time that's ever happened because we've seen this in other cases. Absolutely. This is what confuses me. Mm. This is Iowa's stand your ground law. It's Iowa code Mm -hmm. 704.13. 
states that a person who uses reasonable force is immune from civil or criminal liability for any harm caused to their aggressor. In other words, the individual cannot be sued or face prosecution because of their actions. Yeah. So is that just for some people then? Yeah, I, that is for some people and not all people, most definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, we did see that another state, oh, it's Wisconsin, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Where Crystal Kaiser state, mm -hmm. where Crystal Kaiser has been facing something similar. So if you will recall, uh, not friend of the show and top of the F FOS list, Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm -hmm. When Kyle Rittenhouse got off on two murders and an assault using self-defense, which was ridiculous, as we all know. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it, it came into play that then they also had to allow that for Crystal Kaiser. Mm -hmm. And in the law in that state, it actually exempts victims of trafficking from parts of the requirement to be considered self-defense because what they want to say with self-defense is well when p killed her abuser he was asleep on the bed mm -hmm. there was a knife on the nightstand next to her when she woke mm -hmm. up and realized what had happened to her mm-hmm and in waking up and realizing she's been drugged and raped by this fool again, mm -hmm. that is when she killed him. Yeah. But he was asleep. So yeah. technically not count. a threat at that time, except bullshit because he was 37 years old and she was 15. Mm -hmm. yep. So no, that is not so, true. But I guess he would have had to have been actively raping her at the moment she stabbed him for that to count. Yeah. You know, while she had been drugged and mm -hmm. was out when that happened. Yeah. So it doesn't appear that Iowa has um, Same exempted victim, yeah. victims of sex trafficking from that requirement mm -hmm. to use self-defense, which is bullshit. And mm -hmm. it's, it, it is our criminal justice system still not listening mm -hmm. when it comes to sex trafficking, still not listening when it comes to vic victims of sexual assault and sexual abuse. Nope. You cannot consider them the same. Because it isn't the same. She no. knew this was going to happen again. He would do it again. Yeah. And in that moment, all she could do was kill him to protect herself. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe I read this was the fourth time that he had raped her. Yeah, it had happened several times. She mm -hmm. had been taken to this man's house before. Yeah. By her boyfriend who was yeah. farming her out to pay for drugs is mm -hmm. what had been happening prior to this. So this man wasn't her only abuser. Mm -hmm. um, but he was kind of her most frequent one. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know where to go for it from here. It just. So we keep an eye on it. We hope she's safe. We hope she's safe. We're not going to use her name. We're not going to use her image because I don't want to put her at any further risk than she already is. Mm hmm. So we will keep an eye and there may be a time when we'll begin using her name again. But right now it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But we'll see what happens. You know, I just want her to be safe and to feel safe well, and to never have that, to face these horrific people again. But for whatever reason that she decided to run is made clear. Right. According to her tracking device, she also went MIA for four hours in October mm -hmm. 
that have been unaccounted for, which again makes me wonder who's yeah. talking to this girl. Who is talking to this girl? That is my that's my worry is that this isn't just running to get away from her crime. This is so much more. She is so why would she? She has a place to live. Trauma, right? Exactly. She has a place to live. She has food to eat. She has some level of support where she is, or we would hope she does. Why run, especially someone who doesn't have any family support? Why run unless something serious was going down? Well, the fake boyfriend has never faced any charges. Yeah. The only person in this situation to face charges is P. Yeah. And yeah, she may not feel safe at all because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were other abusers involved in this situation as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really hope that she's in a safe place with someone who can keep her safe. That's yeah. I, I frankly don't care at all mm-hmm. if she gets caught or if she, you know, has to deal with the criminal justice system again. I think they've failed her terribly already. Yeah, terribly. I just want her to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll update that if we get more information to update with. Yeah. But we're going to finish it out with, Katie, you have what I hear is a doozy of a creepy crime for us. (laughs) Good Lord. Would you, uh, can you imagine for a moment having an elderly family member in a nursing home that is, uh, on hospice uh, or or the equivalent of in in a nursing home that is dying. And after they pass and they are transported to the funeral home to discover that they are missing a whole foot. Oh, God. Because that's what happened. Very concerning. So here's what happened. A gentleman in Wisconsin had about a fall last winter and ended up laying outside for we don't know how long of a time. He was 62 and ended up in the Spring Valley Health and Rehabilitation Center in Spring Valley, Wisconsin with really seriously, severely frostbitten feet. Oh, dear. And because he fell and laid outside for a long time and he was dying And so he's just been in this facility being cared for uh, through the end of his life. And staff at this uh, facility have said that his feet were black like a mummy's. He was in really rough shape. Man. Well, this nurse, whose name is Mary Brown, told co-workers that she, well, let's back up. Mary decided that one of his feet needed to come off. Uh, partly because... He's, well, Oof. yes. he His health has continued to go downhill, and he fell out of bed. Uh, when he fell out of bed at the facility, uh, he further damaged his right foot. Mm-hmm. So Mary decided that that foot needed to be amputated. So she asked... Uh, her administrator about that, if they should be referring him for, you know, a a look at uh, amputating this foot. Mm -hmm. And they turned her down, essentially said, you know, he's in the process of dying. There's no reason to amputate the foot. 
We're just here to keep him comfortable. Sure. So Mary decided, apparently, that, uh, or allegedly, she's been charged, uh, that the amputation should go on. So even she has admitted that she had no authorization to remove the victim's foot. Now, she also did not have the victim's or his family's uh, permission to remove his foot. Nor is she a surgeon. Right. Or had a surgical suite of any sort or anesthesia or anything Mm -hmm. that would qualify her to do any kind of Mm -hmm. surgical procedure. Let alone a whole amputation. Right. But don't worry, that didn't stop Mary. God. She went ahead and cut his foot off with gauze scissors. Jesus Christ. Why? Oh, you won't like it at all. Yeah. Okay. After she took the foot off, uh, two other nurses apparently witnessed this happening. And they said that he suffered minimal blood loss, but it was not a very good amputation. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I would think any amputation that wasn't done by a doctor in the hospital wouldn't be a very good amputation. Well, and only with gauze scissors? Like That's how bad a shape he was in uh, and how bad of shape that foot was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another nurse told investigators the patient said he felt everything and that it hurt horribly. Well, I can only freaking imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, you'd think you'd be screaming. She put it, the foot, in a red biohazard bag, put it in the freezer at the facility, and then later that day told another nurse to grab it for her so she could take it home. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, my God. Well, Nurses, her co-workers are saying that she uh, is connected in some way to a taxidermy shop, that her family has a taxidermy shop. What? (laughs) She wanted to display the foot at a taxidermy shop with a sign that said, kids, wear your boots. Oh, my God. This woman is a ghoul. What the hell? Yeah. So he died a few days later. A big surprise. You know, can you imagine being in that weekend of a state and to just have someone go ahead and do surgery on you without your permission, without any anesthesia, just in your hospital bed? He was already in bad shape. I can't imagine that that didn't help, you know. Where were the other nurses calling calling 911 and looking for police and well, they seem to have been in the process of it. Uh, yeah, immediately, right? But right. Like the, the nurse moment. that was told to uh, fetch the foot out of the freezer actually refused to do that and refused to let her take the foot. That's the <laughs> least she could do, really, the very freaking least. Right. I mean, but, absolutely minim- bare minimum is nothing here. But the authorities were not alerted. Maybe they were in-house. You know, I I don't know that management maybe hadn't already heard about this. But uh, when the medical examiner, uh, well, examined him, he alerted the authorities because uh, as far as uh, he was concerned, this person should have had two feet and he didn't. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Well, and that foot is biohazard. You can't just 
put it in the freaking freezer. My God. So some coworkers are defending her, saying that uh, she didn't do it out of malice, but she did it to provide the patient with dignity and comfort. Uh, no. Bullshit. Um, no. Hard uh, zero no. anesthesia surgery. So I have so many questions here, but my biggest one is, what the hell's going on with this facility? Uh, yeah. So this happened at all. That it wasn't reported until he died and the medical examiner saw what happened to him. Right. That she was able to just perform a procedure like this without anybody saying shit. Yeah. I mean, sorry, guys, but uh, if I lived in Wisconsin, I wouldn't put my worst enemy in that place. Because no. obviously there are some big holes in their problem, in their no. practice. They need to be under a microscope. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, how could this have happened and no one have said anything stopped her called the police called an ambulance i mean god so she's been fired now from her job (laughs) you know big surprise (laughs) she's been charged with physical abuse of an elder and mayhem 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 uh practicing surgery without a license i mean come on I mean, mayhem is a good description, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the foot was in really, really bad shape. But then that also takes me to the next place. Was this man just not getting adequate health care at all? Because it sure seems like it in every way. Sounds like somebody that should have been in a hospital, not a nursing home. Well, it was actually a rehab. Mm. It was kind of... It was a nursing home slash rehab, it looks like. Mm -hmm. But yes, agreed. Agreed. I also have big questions about the fall out of bed that did the additional damage to his foot. Who was in charge of him? Yeah. Was that on Mary's watch? Who was in charge of him? And how was, how did he not receive better medical care when that happened? Right. Because if you can imagine amputating a foot with gauze scissors, that doesn't speak well of that foot. How trashed is that foot? Mm -hmm. I know this story is disgusting and disturbing, but I felt like it deserves to be told because here's the thing. If you have people in care facilities, and I'm not saying that every care facility is terrible. I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that a lot of them are wonderful and some of them are just houses of hell. Um, And we also know that uh, unfortunately, sometimes nurses become serial killers and abusers and things like that. For those reasons and lots and lots of other ones, if you have people that are in care facilities, you need to have eyes on them frequently, several times a week, peeking in there. You need to form a relationship with the administrators and the nurses so they know your face Mm -hmm. and they know that you'll be in here to check on grandma a lot and that you will ask questions and you will know what's going on with her care. Yeah. best way to keep people in tip-top shape and cared for in care facilities is to be very present. And I'm not saying this person's family was or wasn't. I have no idea. However, his foot was removed and nobody knew until the medical examiner questioned where that foot had gone. And I think that's a huge concerning red flag. It is. Yeah. So... Very sorry for him, but I'm glad his suffering is over. And uh, Mary, to the top of the FOS list with you. Absolutely. My God.
Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> Lord. Like you're well, welcome. <laughs> this is quite an episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is our Wednesday, Kate, our Wednesday episode. We'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain for our Wednesday night case updates. And we always have lots of updates in current cases and what's happening in the world. We're going to give you those. And, uh, you know, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. And also go check out our Patreon. We're on patreon.com. We are the True Crime Squad. Um, For a nominal fee, you can support us and also get, uh, you know, sort of backstage passes to content Mm -hmm. that we don't put out anywhere but there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank you.